there everybody this is G with my story time today's story is coming from Santa's Christmas storybook the storybook is put together by the big guy himself that's right Santa Claus and the story in his little collection that we're reading today is called the Christmas tree everybody this sounds like a great story I love Christmas trees they are so pretty and sparkly so I got myself all snuggled up in a blanket and got my puppy dog with me keeping me nice and toasty warm okay I want everybody else to get ready got your favorite stuffed animal oh very good all right going to get going on our story the Christmas tree okay here we go far to the north there once was a certain great forest in that forest grew every kind of evergreen tree imaginable blue needled spruce fragrant cedar plump scotch fir and lodgepole pines so tall their tops almost touched the clouds. It was a wonderful forest. All sorts of birds nested high in the treetops. Squirrels, chipmunks, and possums made their homes in the branches. Foxes, raccoons, and rabbits dug their burrows beneath the great trunks, and herds of shy deer and elk roamed among the trees. The great forest provided food and shelter for all these wild creatures. The tall pines gave cool shade in the summer and a warm hiding place in the winter. The forest was a good place to live. In fact, it was perfect, except for one thing. Every winter, when the forest floor lay buried under a soft blanket of snow, woodsmen came to chop down fir trees and cart them away. At first, these woodsmen only chopped down a few trees at a time. But as the years passed and the woodsmen cut down more and more trees, the creatures of the forest grew more and more anxious. What can they want the trees for? chattered the squirrels as they scurried from branch to branch gathering nuts. And why do they want so many? demanded the fox crossly. For just that year, the large cedar under which the fox and his family had always lived had been abruptly chopped down. We know, the, rasp, the rabbits whispered timidly poking their heads out of their holes, keeping an eye on the fox, whom they didn't quite trust, they explained. We saw the trees in the vegetable market at the edge of the town, where we go to steal the carrots and lettuce. They're all lined up in a row, and people were buying them and taking them home. But what for? huffed the possums. People don't eat trees, and they can't use the trees for fire because the wood is still green. So what on earth can they be doing with the trees? And why do they only buy them 
in wintertime? I know the answer, replied Owl, who was old and wise and had traveled to many more places than any of the other forest creatures. People buy the trees because of Christmas. It's true, interrupted one of the sparrows, for they wished to show that Owl was not the only one who had been around. At Christmas time, people bring trees into their houses and hang things on them. Bright, beautiful things like red and green balls and colored ropes and silver stars and... Then they throw them away, said the raccoon, eager to show that they too were well-traveled. We've seen them in the garbage when we go looking for a late-night snack. But why? asked the deer. Yes, why? chimed in the elk. What does it mean? What is this thing called Christmas? Everybody looked at Owl, but for once he didn't have a ready answer. Hmm, he said, furrowing his brow. Well, that's difficult to say. I know that people give each other presents at Christmas time. And they cook lots of delicious food, too, broke in the raccoons, who liked to steal people's food whenever they could. But as to why, Owl went on, I don't quite know. But whatever Christmas is, it must be very special. For people always look happy at Christmas. And I've heard them singing very beautiful songs then too. For a moment, Owl's eyes became round and dreamy as if he was listening to some faint, exquisite melody. Then he ruffled his feathers and continued briskly, but that doesn't help us with our problem, which is how we can get people to stop chopping down our trees at Christmas time. Our trees! Any suggestions? Owl stared at each of the creatures of the forest and turned, but no one said a word. At last, a very young squirrel cleared his throat. <clears> throat> um, he said. The owl fixed his great round eyes on the squirrel. Yes, um, said the young squirrel again, for being stared at by Owl was the most intimidating experience. Don't just keep umming, hooted Owl. If you have something to say, then out with it. It's what you said about presents, squeaked the nervous squirrel. Maybe if we give the people of town a Christmas present. What I mean to say is, if we decorate a tree for them right here in the forest, perhaps they won't take so many of our trees. Perhaps they'll come and see the trees here instead. Interesting, said the fox. Not a bad idea, cried the rabbits. Not a bad idea at all, said the deer. Almost a good idea, snuffled the porcupines. Almost a very good idea, agreed the possums. Yes, said Owl, cocking his head to one side. It just might work.
he furrowed his brow again and thought for a long time. At last he said, Since the blue spruce, where I make my nest, is the tallest tree in the forest, I suppose that'll be the tree we decorate for Christmas. And since Christmas is only one month away, we must have our tree decorated before the woodcutters come. I propose that we begin at once. Hear, hear! cried all the animals at once. And so, under Owl's supervision, the work began. The sparrows flew to town and found spools of red and green thread with which to string the decorations. The squirrels gathered nuts and polished them with their little paws until they shone silver and gold. Raccoons picked red berries and pine cones and strung them into long, loopy chains. Meanwhile, the cardinals and the blue jays and other brightly colored birds found all the feathers they had lost and using their nest-building skills, wove them into ornaments with their agile beaks. The deer and elk helped too, fetching branches of holly from the forest meadows. One by one, the animals hung these decorations on the towering blue spruce. At last, the tree was ready. The animals gathered together to admire their handiwork. Their tree had no glass balls or lights like those on the other Christmas trees, yet it was no less beautiful without them. From bottom to top, the great spruce glimmered with bright berries, tufts of feathers, colorful dried leaves and flowers, and gold and silver nuts. At the very tip top, was a snow-white star made from wild swan feathers. And around the bottom, Owl, who prided himself on being able to read and write, had carefully arranged holly branches to spell out Merry Christmas. The animals had never seen anything like it as they stared at their tree. A happy, joyous feeling stole over their hearts. They longed to dance across the snow and sing loud and long. They had never felt this way before. And they asked Owl, What is this strange feeling? I'm not sure, Owl replied, but I think it is what people call the Christmas spirit. The next day, the woodcutters came marching into the forest as they did every year. Just as they were about to chop down the first tree, one of them spotted the great spruce. Good heavens, he cried. It looks like a Christmas tree. So it does, said a second woodcutter. And look what it says beneath it, cried a third. Merry Christmas, read a fourth. It's a miracle. They all cried at once. Without chopping down a single tree, the woodcutters ran back to town to tell the people of the marvelous Christmas tree in the forest. How lovely, they declared when they all saw it. What 
unusual and exquisite decorations. Who in the world could have made them? And they gazed around curiously, for most of them had never been so deep into the forest before. How peaceful and beautiful it is here. How tall and green the trees are, and how nice the air smells of fresh snow and pine. As they stood there quietly, looking around and taking deep breaths of the crisp air, birds flew about and twittered and chirped. Squirrels began to chatter and dart among the tree branches. The townspeople realized that the trees they cut down every year were home to many forest creatures. If they kept taking so many, they would eventually destroy the forest. So the townspeople decided that each year they would come into the forest and pick one tree to be the town's Christmas tree, and they would decorate it where it stood. And from then on, that is exactly what they did. Every Christmas thereafter, the animals of the forest peered out of their holes and hiding places, and the birds peeked down from their nests to watch the townspeople decorate their Christmas tree. They listened quietly as people sang their beautiful Christmas carols. And, in this way, the creatures of the forest learned about Christmas, and the people of the town learned about the forest. Although the townspeople grew to truly know and love the forest, they never did learn who had decorated the great boo spruce or how the words Merry Christmas came to be spelled on the ground beneath it. The end. Oh, what a beautiful story. Can you imagine what that tree looked like? bright feathers on there, berries and pine cones and nuts. I bet you that was just the most beautiful tree ever. What a lovely story. I really enjoyed this. I hope you guys did too. Well, that's all for now. Until we read again. Bye-bye.